Hello and welcome to season three of the Melrose Place cast. I'm Mary. I can't believe we're still doing this. Oh my gosh, I'm Teej. And what what could possibly stop us, Mary? I don't know at this point. I honestly don't know. And I wonder sometimes. Season three, wow, it is really kicking it up a notch. Mary, we are cooking with grease this season. We are firing on all cylinders. Oh my God. And speaking of fire, I don't know about you, but I think there may be some explosive plot twists coming our way. (laughs) Did you say explosive? Yeah, are we this getting... place about to blow. Are we going to get sued? <laughs> Have the money. Please don't sue us. They can take all the royalties. We don't make any money. Because you know what? There's no real There's no real sponsors. But each week, we're going to have a couple fake ones. We sure will. And you're going to learn all about them coming up now on the Melrose Placecast. Hello. And Hello. Welcome to the- Hello, welcome to the Melrose Place Placecast. Today, have we got a treat for you? Oh my goodness, we're not on season four yet. We've got a special episode. You didn't? Ah! No. Why would Why would we do that? Uh, closing out season three. Season three is what a ride it's been. My God, I mean, wh- what adjectives could I even use here to describe? Uh, so today, instead of moving on to season four, we are going to have the tournament of guest stars. That's yes! right. Oh my God. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have a tournament of guest stars. We are going to pick which which season three guest star. I would say not the guest star. I would say the character. We're not really yeah, talking about yeah. the actor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Way to be specific. I don't think anyone thought we were talking about the fuck. We're not. Oh. <laughs> Kathy Ireland. This is this is. Listen, I love yes, Kathy sir. Ireland. Gratitude by Kathy Ireland. You do love Kathy Ireland. Uh, we are going to pick whichever uh, season three, let's call them a guest character. Who would we want to have join us as a special co-host of the Merrill's Place cast? Oh my God, so much fun. specific direction. Which of these them. characters would we want to spend extra time with? All right. Okay. All right. Mary, I, so we have... 16 spots. I had to merge some people together. I had to do some pairing because there were about, uh, I would say 22 or 23, like named guest stars that you would have remembered. Possibly. And so I had to pair them together because I was like, we just don't have that much time. No, no life moves too fast. So, uh, Mary, I'm going to, I'm going to share the screen and we're going to talk through them. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, the first pairing, we have the Carters versus the Parkers. Oh, wow. Reed Carter's parents or Allison's parents. Who would we rather hang out with? Now, remember, the Carters threatened to kill baby Austin sooner than let Joe have him. <laughs> and the Parkers, Mr. Parker physically assaulted both of his daughters and Mrs. Parker defended him. And they had that creepy doll in the basement. That creepy fucking doll. Ugh. Both of these are terrible options. Yes. Both are horrible. But one one pair has got to advance. So one raised a child that became a drug dealer and stole boats and tried to kill Joe. The yes. other one raised a librarian with a mansion. <laughs> and Allison, who's really annoying. Don't forget that librarian does often go to LA with other librarians where they conference together. Librarians love to go to conferences. That's a thing. No, they conference. 
They don't. She didn't say we go. We go to a conference. We get together oh. in conference. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds thorough. Really fucking um, annoying. I found the Carters ultimately less annoying than the Parkers, so I'm going to go with the Carters. Okay, I will remind you. They literally shot Joe in the back. Yeah, but they're not the Parkers. He had that kiss the cook apron that was very unsettling. <laughs> yes, it was. All right. We have Dr. Paul and Carol Graham. Oh, God. And Richard and Mackenzie Hartz. <laughs> Both are barely fleshed out sets two, of characters. Two dead women. <laughs> uh-huh. That does limit, then, the number of guest stars for us. Correct. Like, Although I suppose at this point, we do not know yet if Mackenzie has lived or died. That's true. We don't know if the building blew up. We're not we sure. do know the way they talked about her. She was ancient as fuck, but she did not look old. In brittle bones. Advanced <laughs> age. <laughs> I'm oh, really wow. struggling with this one because one, uh, Paul would have sex with me. So like, that's important. But yeah, he he Richard, definitely... I'm really torn because I know who he becomes in season four and that's tainting me. So I'm going to have to defer this one to you. Oh God. Um, well, Richard at this point is just stupid because he's hooking up with Jane, Jane, who I don't like. Whereas Paul has arranged and framed <laughs> Matt for murder. So I'm going to go with Richard. Like, in terms right. of people I want to hang around with. All right. It was Richard and Mackenzie at this point. I guess that's true. I mean, she's right. inoffensive. So. All right. Richard and Mackenzie Hart. All right. Next up, Meredith Parker or Susan <laughs> Madsen? <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Allison's sister. Both then- of these women have been naked in Billy's bed this season. Oh, <laughs> uh, Susan, the boyfriend snatcher. Um, Susan, the boyfriend snatcher. Who? A phenomenal cook. French trained. Yeah, that's true. Can't hold down I a job. Cooking. Can't hold a boyfriend. Meredith. I mean, her worst crime really is that she tried to sleep with someone that Allison loves. Do you want that voice on our podcast? <laughs> Do you want that voice on our podcast? <laughs> She's a librarian. I like librarians. Well, I I keep picking. Like, what? How, what are your thoughts on this? I got to I I got to call. I, I'm calling Susan on this one. Oh God, you're picking the boyfriend snatcher. All right. Listen, we can't we can't have that librarian squeak voice on this podcast. Yeah, but we know she's got a lot of disposable income. She can probably come and meet us up for you know Melrose Place conferences. <laughs> we really we should. You know what? With Christopher, we should organize a Melrose Place con. I'm gonna see, let you take control of that. All right. <laughs> Brittany Maddox versus Palmer Woodward. Brittany is Kathy Ireland, right? Kathy Ireland, Amanda's dad. Oh my God. So- Brittany, in her, def- now she caught a million dollars in a suitcase with one hand while still keeping a gun trained on Jake. That's pretty so badass. That was pretty badass. She set the whole thing up. I really don't care for daddy. Yeah, me neither. All right. We're going with Brittany. Brittany Maddox. All right. Who did such a terrible job that I still can't think of her as anything other than Kathy Ireland. <laughs> but she's not a great actress. She's, she's you know what? She's definitely, she is not that. So, <laughs> all right, let's keep moving on. Okay. Bruce Teller versus Jess Hansen. <laughs> oh, I really do not care for Jess. No, me neither. No. And I, you know what, Bruce, you had a sense of humor. I remember that suicide note. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark, but it was funny. Amanda, congratulations on your promotion. All and right. You so know, when he came back as the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, <laughs> it's really funny too. With the, the neck marks in yes. his black turtleneck. He made her touch the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bruce is funny. He's droll. I like him. He'd be a good co-host. And and but he didn't leave college money for his kids. Yeah, but like 
Jess would just call you little brother the whole time. Little brother. Okay. <laughs> All right. Henry versus baby Austin and nanny Poppins. Who the hell is Henry? Kimberly's alter ego. Kill them. <laughs> Kill them all. He's Bob from Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Nanny Poppins was fun. No, I, mean, I forgot about Nanny Poppins. She was the last minute addition that I just, it was just Henry versus baby Austin. But Nanny Poppins, I got to say the accent would be great. And baby yeah, Austin, I think, I think we did have baby Austin on the podcast already. I think we might have. With yeah. Brandon. Yeah. From the, from the Melrose Place group on Facebook. Oh, uh, I don't really care for Henry because I think he's, you know what? But the problem here is Henry is a cheap knockoff of Bob from Twin Peaks and Nanny Poppins is a cheap knockoff of Mary Poppins. So either way, we have a cheap knockoff. (sighs) You know, that baby might cry too. That baby might cry. Now that baby is 30 years old. 30 year olds can cry. (laughs) Tell me about it. Oh my God. (laughs) Do you ever see the price of eggs lately? Oh my God. How am I going to get by? Um, Go vegan. Wow. That's all. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? Henry or Baby Austin and Nanny Poppins? I'm gonna have to go with Nanny Poppins. And Baby Austin. Sure. All right. What would you have done if it was just Baby Austin? Then I might have done Henry. Okay. All right. Slash Bob, because that's what they should just call him. We have Ricky and Martin from the Cult or <laughs> Haley Armstrong. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Ricky and Martin because they were entertaining. <laughs> They're nuts. Aren't they supposed to be coming back for Sydney? They're on their way. Okay. All right. They're on their way. They're working on it. Next up, the disappearing boyfriends. We have Jeffrey Lindley, <laughs> Matt's Matt's boyfriend that he stalks playing basketball while, while Matt's wearing a polo, and Chris Marchette, who has <laughs> half a million dollars or had half a million dollars and just ran away in a casino never to be heard from again. You know what? I think Chris is a reprehensible human being, but he would be more fun to be stuck with. Because, like, he's going to let you get room service. Room service! And, like, Jeffrey's just going to sit and be sad. Because that's what he does. He's a sad sack. He is a sad sack. I never liked Jeffrey. I don't know if that came out. I don't think he had any right dating people. No, you, you may have clarified that several times. Good, good. <laughs> All right, Mary, round two. The Elite Eight. Oh, wow. Already. Of which there are 12 people. Well, technically. And you know what? In this round, we're going to say any anytime there's a couple. So we have the Carters, Richard and Mackenzie Hart, Baby Austin and Nanny Poppins, and Ricky and Martin. Okay. If any of them advance, we're going to force it to, to just be one of them. All right. I okay. So first round, the Carters versus Richard and Mackenzie Hart. Who would you rather have right here with us right now well i'm not going to pick the carters okay so i guess i'm going to pick richard and Mackenzie hart okay and of the two it can only be one. Oh. will you take richard hart the beautiful young dumb one or Mackenzie hart the apparently the ancient old ass one i want the old lady give me that Mackenzie hart plus she doesn't get a lot of airtime, so i feel like this is justice for she, her. she got some air during the explosion allegedly <laughs> all right Susan Madsen or Kathy Ireland slash Brittany Maddox? Who would be more fun? I have to say, I think they called her Brittany. Like, I think they used her character name more than anyone else, only because nobody could get past the fact that that is clearly Kathy fucking Ireland. Definitely Kathy Ireland. It's Kathy Ireland. She's even wearing her lucky jeans. Um. Now, now, tinker it. Okay. 
Brittany Maddox, Kathy Ireland, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a huge dose of gratitude, a big helping of gratitude, <laughs> a spoonful of gratitude shoved right in the right down the gullet, right right down the old gullet. Susan Madsen, look, you're getting creme brulee. You can't eat that. You're getting crawfish at your face. I made creme brulee you myself. Not currently, I would think. Creme brulee? You just need a little fucking blowtorch. But what's the creme? Soy milk. Oh, God. I got I got vegan eggnog, and it said on the side, do you want to make vegan eggnog creme brulee? And I said, yes, ma'am, I do. God. It did not turn out well. No, of course not. No, because I made it bad. But I, it tasted good. It was just I, I when I gave it to Logan. <laughs> what do you call cold soup? I forget. Yespato? Despacho. Right? Yeah, that's what I told him yes. it was. Yes. I said it's <laughs> d- d- dessert despacito. <laughs> anyway, Susan's going to make the most fantastic meals for us to enjoy. But then we're eating on a podcast, which people hate people don't like that sound i don't blame them mm-mm, that's in the face even sometimes i've eaten ice cream while we're recording the podcast and when yes, i hear it back have. i can okay i'm admitting to my flaws mary i didn't need your help <laughs> so susan's gonna have us eating on the podcast kathy ireland is she she we're gonna be so thankful and grateful i do like eating uh, me too and Susan would be a more fun co-host though. Like Susan didn't strike me as a lot of fun. She was boring as fuck. She was yeah. always like, Billy, stop dating your ex-girlfriend. You're dating me sort of now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, as much as I don't like, I think she's a bad person. I'm going to have to go with Brittany. Slash All, Kathy right. Ireland. All right. Kathy Ireland's in the final four. All right. Oh, so now Bruce Teller versus baby Austin or nanny Poppins. What a matchup. What oh a, my God. What a meeting of the minds. One for the ages. <laughs> and this is this is for a coveted spot in the final four of the tournament of guest stars. Okay, so Nanny Poppins. She stole a baby. She did steal a baby and she had a British accent. A, br- a fucking awesome British accent. It was all right. And she tended to mummy as well as Bibby. Oh yeah, that's right. She, uh, she also is a great driver. She's, she's real a, fast. She's a real fast driver. She's real good. And I have to say, I have to say, she may be perfect for an audio-only medium as much as she hated having her picture taken. <laughs> right? Remember, when Joe tried to take her picture, she freaked out and said, no, 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 no. Let me take a picture of mommy. Let me take a picture of mommy. But I mean, Bruce Ooh, is baby. funny. Bruce is pretty funny. Bruce is funny. His sister, Donna Teller. Was that her name? Yeah, Donna- it sounded like Donatello. Yeah. 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 Donna. Yeah. Donatello. That was it. <laughs> Who's caring for his children who are in college needed to get money from Amanda to keep them in college. Bruce also did not support Amanda when she was sexually harassed by stepdaddy Chaz. So he did, he did not believe women. So I don't know that he'd do well in the 2020s. Maybe that's all the more reason to have on. Maybe we could educate him. And baby Austin, I just, we don't know much about him, but we know he's a tough little bugger made it down those stairs. At least once. <laughs> yeah, at least once. And he's been parented and loved by Joe, Kimberly, Michael, Jake, Mrs. Carter, and Mr. Carter, plus adoptive parents. Oh, it takes a village. Much of that, though. No, he, he would not remember any of it. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like Bruce has some stories to tell. Okay, I can't believe we're putting an end to Nanny Poppins. 
but she's I mean, over. You can also have a vote here. Like I, I'm not in charge. I'm All right. right, Ricky and Martin versus Chris Marchette. <laughs> now, now, Ricky and Martin, they are, uh, they're married, mm-hmm. allegedly. They don't believe in symbols of marriage except for the tattoo behind her ear. Yeah. Did you get one of those when you got married? Did you opt for the ear tattoo? It's yes, not on my ear. Some you'll know it's somewhere between my shoulder and my ankle. Okay, Kimberly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, listening to Bitch Slap, did I tell you how they described that scene? They said they gave special credit to whoever did the fucking set design for that episode. Because go back and look, when Kimberly is like being all seductive and like pulling up her scrubs to show that she has no tattoo on her ankle or her knee or wherever, there was a Georgia O'Keeffe painting behind her. (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. All right. This week's episode of the Melrose Placecast is generously supported by the following sponsor. We've all been there. You're a go-go career woman in the 90s who spends all of her time working, pleasing her man, hatching schemes, brushing your wigs, and recovering from the allegedly fatal car accident that somehow made you infertile. You want a baby! Right now! Can you even guess the average retail price of a brand new baby? Guess. I oh a brand new baby in nineteen ninety four dollars. I'm gonna say hmm, well I know Taco Bell was selling tacos at twenty nine cents. So if you have average that out, multiply by, carry the one. I'm gonna guess four thousand dollars. JD Associates has put the ballpark figure for a new baby anywhere between drum roll twenty five hundred dollars to one hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's wow. a spread. That is a wide array of baby expenses. And that doesn't even take... Can you tell me what the upgrade options are? How do you get from... What what makes a baby worth more? You're going to have to go to your dealership for that. (laughs) And you know what? That doesn't even take into account how much the value of that baby is going to depreciate the second you get it off the lot. (laughs) Who has that kind of cash lying around? That is way too rich for my blood. Well, you could try freezing your eggs. Or your mm-hmm. sperm, mm-hmm. or both. Yeah, you're you gonna you're gonna need both. You're gonna need both. Just you're, yeah, that's what I've been told. Listen, uh, you, gender can evolve all at once, but you're gonna need both. And you know, you can just dump all those eggs and all those sperm, stick them together, see what happens. But you know what? That takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of scientific equipment and most importantly, a lot of freezer space. And if you're like me and you just have one refrigerator in your house and no separate freezer, like I don't have room to be keeping all my eggs in the freezer and all that sperm I'm getting from somewhere. Like if I'm choosing between keeping my pizza rolls or my eggs, you know I'm keeping the pizza rolls. Am I right? What, what, now is there space still for casseroles? I don't have any of those in the freezer. Mm-hmm, okay. All right. Carry on. Let me tell you what, Teach. Have I got great news for you and for mm-hmm. everyone else who wants a baby, because I know that you want a baby, but also wants to keep their pizza rolls. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Oh, <laughs> it is time to check out Black Market Babies. Black Market Babies? What? What? Black Market Babies is a brand new baby acquisition service offered by Dr. Kimberly Shaw. You may know Dr. Kimberly Shaw from her many previous entrepreneurial efforts housed in her building at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Oh, yes, I know Hollywood and Vine. Oh, you know it better than anyone. 
Uh, you know who else knows something? Dr. Shaw. She knows what you're up against. And having defied the odds and multiple state and federal laws in her own quest to acquire a baby, she is ready to use her expertise to guide you through your own journey to a baby. Think of Dr. Shaw as your friend and your baby helper, just like you have a friend for everything else in your life, right? Like if you need your lawn mowed, you got Jim. He loves to cut the grass. You need to get the leaves straight. Call my dad. He loves raking leaves. You got all these other friends who can help get things done. Let Dr. Shaw use her firsthand experience, helping poor unfortunates along a wayward path, a path that directly led that baby into her beach house. Okay. Wait a minute. You're, you said your dad loves raking leaves. He really does. You never mentioned that in the years I lived right by you. I've mentioned that many times, and that tells me how often you know. Not- <laughs> Whatever. Carry on. Anyway, is what black market babies doing illegal? Is it unscrupulous and depraved on a professional level? Will lots of people be appalled that you, of all people, would even think about such a thing? Sure. But, oh, it's easy for them to pass judgment when they have three healthy children of their own and a big freezer where they can put all their pizza rolls, isn't it? <laughs> Look, I'm... <laughs> Obviously, you're going to have some questions about how this works, and that's perfectly normal and natural getting a baby. You can visit marketbabies.gugu to learn more. But really, it's probably for the best if you don't ask too many questions and don't put too much of this in your Google search history, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black market probably, You probably should not be listening to this on iTunes either. No, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. Black market babies, you're buying a baby here. <laughs> Okay, so I have just I so much, so many questions. Good, um, good. I would imagine you. Okay, so I want to reflect back to make sure I'm understanding the service. I can go to Black Market Babies, and for anywhere between twenty five hundred and one hundred thousand dollars, I will be buying a baby. Yes. And will not have to give up precious freezer space. Yes, you're going to keep all that freezer space. You're not sticking your eggs in there. You're not sticking your sperm in there. Nothing but room for pizza rolls. <laughs> it sounds so gross when you say sticking sperm in there. <laughs> but not eggs? <laughs> no, not eggs. I don't so know why. I'm not bothered by that. <laughs> How? Okay, so Mary, uh, I am, <clears throat> despite being a women's studies major <laughs> and a, a, a well-regarded male feminist, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure how much space eggs take up. How, how big are these eggs? I, I perceive them to be rather small. Lady eggs? Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty small, but you're getting a bunch at once, ideally, I think. Okay, but they're all in there. In where? In there, in the lady parts. <laughs> yeah, but you're freezing them. For later. Just like, okay, so when... when... <laughs> So when, when an egg is ready to become fertilized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lady egg by the sperm, does it, uh, is it just moving from like the collection? Like I imagine there's like a, almost like a, a human version of a jar and one comes out. Does it grow? Are they, are they bigger? Or are they just these little teeny tiny things that you're just plucking out with the little tweezers? I'm a little worried about the school system where you grew up. Um, <laughs> Can we just imagine I didn't pay much attention to this part? <laughs> I suppose it wasn't all that relevant. Um, yeah. Okay. So, lady eggs—they're riding yeah. around inside of ladies. But they're having—they're living their best lives. 
the ladies are living their best lives in this year of all years. Like, it's and just you should crazy. know, and you should know, Ted Cruz believes each and every one of them is low life. <laughs> yeah, um, glad we're thinking about him. That always makes me feel great. Um, <laughs> so, ladies are the ladies are walking around, and inside okay. they're yeah. You've seen those little plastic Easter eggs, like that you yeah. can't. That's kind yeah. of what it's like on the inside of ladies. There's two of those, and they're full of little tiny yes. eggs. I'm like, familiar with ovaries and eggs. I get it. I get it. Yeah, right. The ovaries are in there. Didn't sound like you were familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and we're supposed to, instead of saying, like, why don't you nut up to say, like, get tough, we're supposed to say over up, right? Like, so I get it. I'm understanding that. What I'm saying is, at the moment of fertilization, is the egg that's being fertilized, is it bigger than it had been the entirety of its life before when it was just riding around inside the lady? I don't think so. Okay, so these eggs, they can't take more take up more space than a little Ziploc baggie, baggie. Well, it depends how many eggs you're putting in there. All of them would fit in an ovum. I, so I, I, how listen. packed is your freezer with pizza rolls is the question. It, like, it's you, really cool. This is an odd <laughs> travel with my house. You've heard about this before. Wow. I, I do remember pizza roll parties because, oops, we have too many pizza rolls. We're going to have to cook some because we got more. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying for a lot of ladies, you, you don't, if, you, if you're a lady or, or anyone with just, you don't have a separate deep freeze in your house and all you have is a freezer above your refrigerator. You have a finite quantity of space. Do you have room? Like, I don't know what kind of freeze situation you have. Do you have room to be keeping all these sperm in there? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, blackmarketbaby.gugu, I might suggest, perhaps, I'm not a marketing major, as is evidenced by the ad you're about to hear from me, <laughs> but might I suggest uh, a more compelling value proposition would be, instead of saying, you don't have space for an ovary-sized container of eggs in your freezer, what with you your pizza rolls, you could say... Hey, if you work with us, you won't need to put sperm on your pizza rolls. Uh, you, I think that's a better pitch. I think part of the point you're missing is that you want a baby right now. If you have okay. sperm, you got at least over nine months of time. It's not as fast <laughs> pizza rolls as to cook a baby. So if you want a baby right now, right now, black market babies, black market babies, wide price range. A baby for every budget. Well, they they got to go with your budget, baby, and that's fine. That baby's going to be perfectly met at that price point. You're going to get. You, uh, can you again tell me the the differences between the budget baby and the 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 ultra baby? Um, you know, it's going to depend on what zip code that baby came from. Oh uh, shit, Mary. Head. I'm just repeating back what the show said. I'm repeating what the show said. <laughs> um, you know, did, did, is this baby listening to Mozart in the womb? Or are they just listening to your belly rattle because you're hungry? Like, there's any number of variations here. Uh, I can't believe you tried to describe ovaries to me. <laughs> well, you didn't sound like you knew what was going on. So I'm trying to help you. Listen, uh, can I tell you a true story I about a purchased baby? <laughs> Please do. So as I believe I've revealed, I've adopted my son. Mm -hmm. 
uh, through the foster care system. He was initially placed with us in foster care, then moved to adoption. Not um, through black market babies. Not through black market babies. No, no, no. This was yeah, Lutheran social services, which the Supreme Court would now allow them to refuse to let him be adopted by us. But that's a whole nother fucking story. Fuck the Supreme Court. They suck. <sighs> They're worse than corporations. Anyway, um, I brought Logan in as a want to work. He was about two, maybe one and a half. And I was talking to a coworker. I won't say who, but he himself had been adopted as a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, you know, it looks like he's going, going to adoption. And he took a step back, looked my son up and down, which was a, you know, he was two. So that's not very far. And said, oh, <laughs> yeah, he'd go fast. Blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like this one bit. <laughs> it's, and do you know what I, what I disliked the most? Because I was like, hey. This baby is supposed to be bringing out the blue in my eyes. Oh, God, Jesus. Oh, my God. <sighs> wow. Well, good listeners, again, if you are looking to buy yourself a baby, Black Market Baby, blackmarketbabies.google, you can learn everything you need to know. Again, probably don't put too much of this in your search history. Okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a detour. <laughs> we went on a little trip. <laughs> <laughs> I know what ovaries are. Well, I mean, again, it didn't really sound like you. So. I just, the question was when the egg is expelled from the ovary, does it grow? No. Okay. Like, that was all I was asking because you were making such a big deal about the space an, o- an egg takes up. <laughs> well, it doesn't take up a lot of space. You got, you're getting all kinds of eggs, hopefully. If you put room in my freezer for this. It's no bigger than a bobo tea. Please don't compare people's eggs to bobo teas for so many reasons. Please don't do that. That makes me very uncomfortable on so many levels. <laughs> and we'll actually stop it there. <laughs> <laughs> funny that is funny all right so chris marchette he's got the goons uh he sydney loved being kidnapped by him he was a great host in terms of kidnapping (laughs) he literally snatched her off the street into a limousine (laughs) his goons beat up jake after demanding protection money which he should have taken he should have paid them because he got shot at work and his girlfriend got fucked by his wolfgang brother in the same alley those goons would have canceled out the other goons that came later. Yeah. And Chris Marchette was an attractive fellow in a way that Martin was not. Yeah, Martin was a little greasy. Yeah. Now, Ricky and Martin, Ricky had a, uh, the most flat voice I've ever heard. Not good for an audio medium. Yeah, it might not be. Yeah. But she had that accent, too. She, she had that accent. Chris had the accent. Yeah, the Australian accent. Crikey. Oh, my God. If we had Nanny Poppins, we'd have. England, jolly old England versus England's criminals. England's criminals. <laughs> All right. Chris Marchette or Ricky and Martin? I mean, I think you've made a really good case for Chris Marchette. I Not think as a so. human being, but as a guest host. <laughs> All right. All right. It's the final four. 
There's a ladies division and a men's division. Who knew that would turn out that way? How the fuck is Mackenzie Hart in the final four? We know nothing about her. Is this a consolation prize? Mm-hmm. Not only does she lose her man to Jane Mancini, something no one has ever done. <laughs> right? Is that that's fact? Nobody's lost a man. Well, Sydney well, lost Sydney. Jake. Yeah. Sydney lost Jake. Okay. All right. So Mackenzie Hart. Okay. Who's dead? Well, maybe. She's dead. Maybe. We don't she's know. She's dead. We know she's dead. God, you're so negative. Or she we want this Jesus Christ. Or Brittany Maddox. Know. <laughs> okay. So Brittany Maddox, again, we're gonna get gratitude. We're gonna get a whole heap of gratitude. So much gratitude. Oh, just piles of it. We're gonna get us she's probably still doing I mean her makeup had advanced since 1993, but there come a point where it stopped, right? So she was probably staying current up until the smoky eye trend. And mm. then it stopped, but she's still doing it. Well, she does it so well, though. She does it so well. She's got a, such a beautiful smoky eye. Yeah. Oh, it's on fire. The jeans are tight and right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mackenzie Hart, she literally yelled at Jane Mancini and said, monochromatic is out. As our friends at Bitch Slap pointed out, she was wearing all blue. <laughs> <laughs> she's Comedy. Gonna t- She's going to talk to us about fashion, but she's out of fashion. That's why Richard Hart had to hire Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane to freshen up the designs. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Who, who would we rather spend an hour with? Mackenzie Hart or Brittany Maddox? I mean, I hate to say it, but Brittany is going to have some stories. Okay. And I don't know what Mackenzie's story is. She's dead. We she's don't know. Dead. Don't she's know. dead. Kimberly killed her. We don't know that. She's Kimberly blew her ass up. Maybe. Okay. All right. Bruce Teller or Chris Marchette? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to keep going with Bruce because I just really enjoyed Bruce. I think he's very funny. I think he would have a lot of uh, clever little lines for us. Bruce is the accent killer. What? He, he beat out Nanny Poppins and her English accent. He's going to. I mean, you can also make a counter argument for Chris. Like, I'm not in charge here. Like... I would never come on this podcast and just mindlessly argue with you, Mary. <laughs> wow. What a, what a lineup this has been. All right. So now this is it. It's the final two, the finals, the, uh, the final countdown, the, the end of the run, the, the beautiful. Bees, Bruce and Brittany. The, what it's Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, Top Two, Top Two. The, I don't know. The deuces not... are wild. The card sharks. The card, card sharks. Uh, I don't know. Here's the question: The million dollar pyramid. <laughs> I think it's only ten thousand dollars. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. None. All right, we got to decide. Would we, as a guest next week, would we rather have Brittany Maddox, who is alive, or Bruce Teller, who is dead? Yeah, but he's a great ghost. He's a fantastic ghost. He's probably the best ghost we've had on the show. I got to say, better than Reed Reed Carter and Terry Spencer over on Models, Inc. Reed is a terrible ghost who couldn't even get buried properly in the ground. He he could Popper's grave. He was three feet down, and he he birthed. He gave Joe an enormous baby, an enormous <laughs> oh. baby. Baby Austin was fucking huge. Baby Austin weighed forty pounds. <laughs> baby Austin would have ripped Joe to pieces coming out. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to have a C-section for that one. Yeah. Okay. What what would be the case for Brittany? We want to hear what she's been up to, how she spent the million dollars. Yeah, how far did she get that million dollars to go? Like even in the nineties, that wasn't that much money. A million dollars? And now she's gotta buy another boat or something. In this universe, $100,000 was enough for Michael Mancini and Amanda Woodward to run away and be happily ever after together. I don't know. That seems like a stretch. Uh, okay, so what are, we want to hear what Brittany's been up to. Yeah, um, probably no good. Her. Probably no good. Probably, almost certainly no good. Yeah. Um, has she met any, does she have a new daddy in her life? Now, do you think if Jake had gotten in her boat, they would have lived happily ever after? No. I think Jake, they would have had fun for a while. Remember, Jake hates money. Yeah, he does hate money. And that is not an original idea from me. I heard that from the Marvel's Place podcast. Credit where credit is due. Dan and Jenny. Dan pointed that out over and over again. Jake hates money. But she's got a million dollars. He doesn't want to be around that. Yeah, you but see, if she doesn't talk about it a lot and she just pays for the stuff, he, he might doesn't, not. No, no, no. You see that, that plain white tea on him? He bought that. That's his. That's the only one he's got after he went to that painting session. What's her name? Harry. Yeah. Harry, thank you. Um, okay, so... Bruce Teller's got a couple kids in college. And he's dead. And he's dead. Amanda took his job only to lose it. That ungrateful bitch lost that job that she killed Bruce Teller over in a matter of weeks. And she didn't just lose it once. She lost it twice in one season. She lost it to Allison. Allison Parker. Allison, Jesus. Who went and then said, hey, little cookie maker, can we relive your mother's suicide? Do you think that Bruce the ghost was in that meeting and was laughing? I think he was. I think he, I think he laughed about that as a ghost I, for days. Well, I, here's the question. Does Bruce the ghost still hate Amanda? Now, Amanda gave the kids the money for college. Yeah, but still. I mean, he didn't like her when he was alive. So He, he did not like her. But did game, did he like, did he, did he appreciate, like, did he recognize her for what she is? I think he probably appreciates her cunning. Yeah. You know, and now that he's not a victim of it, yeah, he probably uh-huh. is okay with that. But I can't imagine he likes her. I mean, what do you think he thought of Allison, though? I don't think he thought of Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think most of them do. Um, All right. If I'm picking based on who I would want as a ghost, I'm going to have to pick Bruce. I mean, I'm sorry, but I think Bruce is Bruce is going to have... Brittany's not that funny. She didn't have like a lot of zing. I she like didn't, not, Yeah. She's not going to like appreciate the show in the way that Bruce would. I think Bruce would dish the dirt because he was around more. He met more of the characters. He he's going to he's going to dish the dirt. He's going to give us some sass. Do you remember why it's like to be a ghost? Do you remember why we came up with gratitude by Kathy Ireland? No. When she when Jake rescued her, because remember, remember how she got on the show? She yeah. pretended to be beat by her spouse and Jake fished her out of the ocean when you fished me out of the ocean. <laughs> And my notes have quoted, I don't think you understand how grateful I am. Oh, okay. She said that after she was sad to be sleeping alone. Wah, wah. Yeah. So, all right. Bruce Teller, of all the special guest stars oh, in God. season three of Melrose Place, the one we would most want to spend a special episode with yeah. is Bruce Teller with his neck marks. Do you think he'll make us touch him? And will you touch them? No. I would. I would. Listen, listen. I'd get we, a little Vaseline or something, though. If, the, if, if, there were, if there was a situation with Chris Marchette that involved touching, maybe. I don't know. What a wild ride this tournament has been. It, listen, 
I don't understand why America hasn't done this themselves yet and really kind of thought through who who on season three of Melrose Place had the worst year. Maybe someone else did and we just we don't know about it. Whoever they are should find us and compare notes. They could be the next co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this back up. Okay. Let's think about this from the from the eyes of our audience, which we're gonna say is Christopher. <laughs> that seems fair. What is our most um controversial selection here? In terms of the guest star names? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Who, like, who, what is the moment we, I actually think it's the finals that was the closest for me. Oh, yeah. I think a strong case could be made either way with those two. Either that or Nanny Poppins and Bruce Teller. I think that was close too. <laughs> Nanny Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated Jeffrey. I fucking hated Jeffrey. Yeah, you didn't care for Jeffrey. That's they put on that Melrose Place group. Like, who was Matt's favorite boyfriend? And they all picked Jeffrey. And I was like, wait, he was terrible. Does Matt have a lot of other boyfriends? I guess. And I guess they're all worse. I learned about why all the rest of them are worse. So No spoilers. I'm not ready. ready. Hashtag no spoilers. (laughs) Poor Matt. Poor Matt. Well, Mary, this has been delightful. What an athletic romp it has been. Truly a tournament of the guest stars. I think, I gotta say, I think if we do this right, if we market this correctly, this okay. could capture America's attention more than that basketball tournament, March Madness. Is that what that one is? Yeah, I had it. It just came to me as I was finishing the sentence. I didn't know what it was called. There's a sport. I, there's, a ch- there's a championship in almost every sport. That's the thing. Yeah. And like, listeners, you should know, Last episode, the tournament of, of sadness, I picked uh, uh, an ad from one from me and one from Mary. And for this episode, Mary's going to pick one. She could pick the most embarrassing, the best, the funniest, whatever she decides. And you'll just have to figure it out. You'll just have to figure it out. Mary, I think pretty soon we should start season four. I, don't, I mean, I feel like we could we could squeak out a few more of these just for our fans. <laughs> for our own, really love these. only fans <laughs> oh how would people feel if we announced an only fans but it was only bonus melrose place content <laughs> well the money would be flying in <laughs> let me tell you oh my goodness gracious <laughs> do you know shay coulee who's a drag queen for anyone out here who, who is homophobic um shay coulee i think started in only fans Oh, and it was really just showing outfits. Like there was, <laughs> that's very wholesome. That's nice. That's very sweet. Like, she, she is a gay from Chicago. She is not wholesome. I, I, I don't know. I'm not judging anyone. I don't judge either, but I will judge that. I don't judge anyone by the content of their OnlyFans. I had I had to call a nephew recently and have a confrontation, but I had to assure him I wasn't being confrontational. Or I'm sorry, judging. Carefrontation. It was a confrontation, yes. But I had to say, I'm not being judgy. I'm sorry if saying, what the fuck are you thinking sounded judgy. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not revealing more about this because you do like to talk about your family's conflict. So. This one's real bad. I'll wait till I stop recording. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> Gratitude. 
Noun. The quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Return a kindness, Mary. Mm. A lost art, if you ask me. Quote, (laughs) gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not in the mind. Lionel Hampton. Quote, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. G.K. Chesterton. Oh, sure. Quote, gratitude is riches. Complaint is poverty. Doris Day. I've heard of her. Mary, it is a well-established fact that people are not appreciative enough anymore. They really aren't, those sons of bitches. People do not show Gratitude. They don't have the attitude of gratitude. Oh my god. Is that a copywritten phrase from a book title? Yes. Am I going to cite it appropriately? No. They can sue us for royalties. (laughs) This lack of gratitude, Mary, it is draining us all. Oh, is it ever? We don't experience joy. We don't experience the fullness of happiness. Because unlike what we learned with the mythology of Santa Claus or in late 90s gay pride parades, joy comes not from giving or receiving. It comes... (laughs) (laughs) Joy comes not from giving or receiving. It comes from having gratitude for whatever you get. That's why, Mary, I am so proud to have snagged this week's sponsor, available exclusively at Kmart. Just, well, by the way, what a coup. I can't believe they pulled that off. I know, it's pretty impressive. A new self-help program, Gratitude by Kathy Ireland. Oh, just what? remember, just remember, friends do it too. Oh my God. Mary, this is a self-help, pro- self-help program. It isn't just a book. It isn't just a clothing line. It isn't just a fragrance. It isn't just a series of cards. It isn't just lactose-free ice cream. It's all of the above. Whoa. It is a comprehensive system of improving your life by showing gratitude to others. It doesn't matter who the other people are. <laughs> gratitude by Kathy Ireland. Just remember, friends do it too. It's like we say in the gratitude biz, Mary. Mm-hmm. Out with the old, in with the new. So Mary, I'd like to ask you a question. What do you think is the best way to offer a sincere, heartfelt thank you as an expression of gratitude? I don't know. Yeah, that checks out. Some people... <laughs> Some people say that the best way to say thank you is to spend time on the phone or in person expressing your appreciation and why that person's kindness positively impacted you. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, but what if we think of a maybe a more commercial or profit-driven approach, right? Let's go with that. Yeah. Such as 
thank you cards, but they're old, they're tired, they're dated, and they require stamps. My stamps are all dusty. I don't use those. Yeah. How about instead, Mary? You try Gratitude by Kathy Ireland. This is what you do. You put on some fancy perfume that makes you smell like the third color in the three-color car wash. You know that strawberry bleach smell? Yeah, there is that smell. It's kind of pleasant. Kind of. Yeah, you put on some of that perfume, or you could just leave the window down a little bit in the car wash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You got you're gonna you're gonna wear some of that perfume that, by Kathy Island. You're gonna put some lipstick on around the lips, Mary. Well, yeah, you wanna accentuate them and make yeah, them what, larger. And you need to make sure the lipstick doesn't smudge when you say thank you. Yeah. Then you're gonna walk up to your gratitude recipient. You're gonna get down on your hands and knees with well, your knees with your hands clutched one over the other, like a fist in one hand and the other hand grasping over the fist. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You're going to look up at them with a cool smoky eye. And you're going to say, Mary, you're going to say, Gratitude by Kathy Ireland. Just remember, friends do it too. Oh my God. <laughs> Mary, there are so many times in my life that I needed to express gratitude. And now finally, we too here at the Members Place cast can cash in on this unnecessarily capitalistic rewrite of appreciation and make it clear that gratitude is now for me, not for you. It's about me showing gratitude, not you receiving it in a way that some people might say undercuts the whole point of gratitude, but hey, whatever. You sold a book by Random House and isn't that the American way? Gratitude by Kathy Ireland. (laughs) Well, this is quite the coup. I mean, to get something by Kathy Ireland to advertise here especially when they have such a close relationship with kmart that's like a really big company really big they even call them the big k's do they some of the kmarts didn't they i think they did yeah good big k as opposed to a little k uh wow well this is really making me rethink my whole approach to gratitude and Dare I say my attitude toward gratitude? <laughs> yes, but don't say that if we're ever getting paid. Yeah, no, no. We're, yeah, this we're just we're parody podcast can't sue us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're listening very closely. <laughs> wow. Well, my goodness, like I, this is you know, and I, I remember we were talking about Miss Kathy Ireland last week, and that she is mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. If mm. you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that she's branching out into this, um, the literary world and really the self-help world to spread this incredible message of gratitude and for her to make some more money. It, it really is. You know, the gratitude industrial complex really is all about telling people. <laughs> gratitude industrial complex. I mean, that's what it is, right? There's a whole industry that says you're going to make your life better by pretending to appreciate other people. <laughs> I like Oprah's in this. Oprah's in on it. Do you know she is? I think she started a whole network about it. I think she did. This is this is big O money. Here. Now, attitudes of gratitude: How to give and receive joy every day of your life, written by M.J. Ryan. There, we gave them a free plug so they don't sue us. <laughs> I'm sure they had their finger on the phone. They were dying there. They were going to call. They were going to call Harry in Wisconsin. <laughs> Well, he seems like such a good attorney. I mean, I can't <laughs> call him. 
<laughs> he knows the judge personally. Um, wow. Well, I'm I'm very excited to um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. study text and this tome. Mm-hmm. Really figure out ways that I can spend more money to express my gratitude. It really is about how how much more money can you spend. Yeah. Not on the person you're showing appreciation for. Do not spend your money on like a Starbucks gift card. No, no, no. That's very practical. No, you want to just like get get a really nice card to send, like one of those fancy like eight dollar mm-hmm. bunch from the store. Correct. Maybe it, 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 it you know, it, and it better have the price on the back to show how gratitudous you are. You know, as a sidebar, one thing that freaks me out when I can't fall asleep at night is I think about the ocean and like the sea of plastic. And when I think about that, I'm going somewhere with this. I think about like all those cards they sell with those little (laughs) computers in them that play like, come on. And like, there are probably a bunch of those in the ocean and like fish are dying out of a card like maybe the fish run into each other and they eat those and then maybe there's enough battery left that like they play a little snippet of like well i was gonna say it's bad enough that the fish are dying that the ocean is being polluted the world is crumbling around us but also as that fish is choking on plastic they're hearing celebrate (laughs) or something worse like like larry the cable guy yelling one of his catchphrases god only knows who's that guy that says get her done I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing inside that fish. Oh my god! But the record show. Yes, did we just say Larry the Cable Guy is now putting himself inside fish? Yes, we did. <laughs> Come on, sue us, Larry the Cable Guy. Just he kidding. Might. It's a parody podcast. You can't sue us. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited, and you know I'm going to try not to think about all those little gratitude gifts people are buying ending up in the ocean inside of fish. Do you know the best part about all those gratitude? The real good gratitude cards come wrapped in an unnecessary bag of plastic as well, which then at Kmart, they're going to put in a plastic bag. We're like really screwed, aren't we? Like we're really. (laughs) Have you ever tried to leave a big box store with your stuff? Like if you just buy three things, not putting it in a bag, just carrying it out. They don't know what to do. (laughs) They're ready to fucking tackle you. They're like. They just they and then when you get toward the door, they just assume you're stealing things if they're not in a bag. So then that yeah. old lady who's like reader slash security guard, she has to get off her stool and come and check. And oh god, we're really screwed. Oh god, I need to think. You know what? Here's here's. I'm gonna correct myself. I'm gonna stop worrying about how screwed we are as as creatures on this planet. I'm gonna change myself to a an attitude of gratitude that I live in a time where we have expensive eight dollar cards that play novelty songs from the 1980s and 70s. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Except for that fish. <laughs> well, it had a good time alive for a while. Oh, God. So, wait, seriously, how, how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> Man, I told you this, right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the, re- the reboot season. So there's how many reboot seasons? Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then Mary, there's the, the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover. Oh God. How long? Yeah. And, and uh, Models Inc. has to be covered too. Wait, what the hell is Models Inc.? It, it's a two season spinoff. Of what? What do they? Of, of Melrose Place from the lady from Dynasty was on it, I think. Lady from Dynasty, my God, this was like a whole industry. 
And I do think 90210 to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring. I, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Ally McBeal. Does it have anything to do with the contents of Melrose Place? I just feel like, how, do you really want to be an expert in this or not? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, so we're in for all of it. Oh, God. 